Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Disclaimer time. This is where I tell everyone to lighten up. It's just a podcast. Trading is like that roller coaster at the amusement park. Thrilling, unpredictable, and potentially stomach churning. What works for one person might leave another clutching their hat in the wind. Our hosts and guests, they're awesome, knowledgeable, full of insights, but we're not financial advisors. So don't rush to make any investment decisions based solely on our banter. Always consult with a professional or do your own research. Plus, let's face it, we'd like to have fun, laugh, enjoy the trading ride together. It's all in the name of good podcasting fun. So remember, take it easy, don't bet the farm, and keep your seatbelts on at all times. Thank you for listening. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The China Shop. I'm your host, Kyle, and today I'm joined by the classy and capable Casey Stubbs, host of How to Trade It, uh, and also the author of The Complete Trading System. If you'd like to learn more about Casey, you can check out his website at tradingstrategyguides.com, or you can uh, check out the book on Amazon or the podcast on any place where you get your podcast. Same place where you're getting this one, hopefully. Uh, we'll have all the links for all that in the episode description, so you can check them out at your own convenience. And if you'd like to reach out with any suggestions, corrections, or questions for future guests, you can do that via email at suggestions at com, or you can join our free Discord server. We've recently merged that with our friends over at Bonta Trading, so great time to jump in there and see what we've got going on. We'll have all those links in the episode description so you can peruse them at your convenience. Without any further ado, let's get to know our guest today. Casey, how are you doing, man? I'm great, Kyle. I know we had a little bit of a snafu getting you in here yesterday, so hopefully everything's all right. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. It's just a, a matter of uh, getting better at managing my schedule and making sure that I don't double book. When I make a commitment, I should always look at my calendar before doing that. No, it's not a problem. I think we've all done that. And uh, I, I don't blame you. I think you have to choose uh, the daughter over me. Uh, so no hard feelings there. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Casey. How'd you... How'd you get into to trading? 
Well, Kyle, uh, I'm right now, as we speak, 47 years old, and I started when I was in high school. And so really had a great opportunity because my dad was in stocks and uh, I was a kind of a computer nerd growing up and I'm still a nerd, mm -hmm. uh, but my dad was into stocks, but he didn't know how to use the computer because he's from the boomer generation, you know, the baby boomers. Is he with one of the, yeah reading the the newspaper uh, the wall street journal every day like exactly yep wall street journal and making yeah. phone calls into the broker to to buy something and so when when stock trading made its journey online in the early 90s my dad didn't know how to use a computer and so he's like hey help me out uh, you're a computer nerd you right. set this thing up and so i did and in the process, I learned about stocks and I had visions of myself being a millionaire instantly because I'm like, wow, you can actually do this and make money. I was like blown away. Um, and so I've been into it ever since then. So he never tried to get you into it before that? Or is it just the first time like your interests kind of aligned? I think it was mainly because that's when our interests aligned. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, not that I can remember. I don't remember him talking about it much before that, but my memory from those days is kind of hazy at this point. So how did it go then when you, uh, when you first jumped in, your dad kind of got you, or you set up your dad teaching him how to use the, the, the computer so he can place his orders online. Uh, did you kind of dive in with that, like on your own, or did you kind of go to him for some guidance or how did that go? Well, he let me take a few trades on his account and then not too much, not too long after that, I ended up uh, just, getting out of the house, moving on. And so I joined the army. That was the very first thing that I did. And uh, when I mm. joined, I got a big bonus check. Uh, I can't remember what exactly, <laughs> what, what they were doing, but they gave me a $5,000 bonus. And uh, I think it was because of my MOS at the time was, was limited. I was a forward observer. And so yeah. yep. uh, I put that entire thing in the stock market. And that's when I got started. And how did that go? It went great. Because did you do it, well? Or? I, I did amazing. Uh, and we'll call that <laughs> beginner's luck. Uh, but uh, I got in, it was late 90s and it was the big dot-com bubble. And so oh. I, I got all these tech stocks and they just went flying high. And by the time I got out of the military, uh, I had that was four years later. I had thirty thousand dollars in my E Trade account. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope you got paid too, though, or you didn't let it go at all to zero from the uh, the dot com crash. Well, I got lucky. I had a, a nice streak of beginner's luck because I got out of the army and I had all this money, and I was like, oh well, I'm going to invest it into a business. So I mm -hmm. I sold it all and put all that money into a carpet cleaning franchise, and then the market dropped tremendously after that. So it was a good thing I did that. But then I ended up blowing everything in the business anyway. So either yeah, way, it was a learning that, lesson. I don't think a recession is a good time for business owners either. <laughs> Especially when you're young, inexperienced, and not really that responsible yet. Uh, but so you said you joined the military. I did too uh, out of high school. I joined the Navy. So uh, be the first to, to wish you a happy Veterans Day because that should be coming up next week. Thank you. Do you feel like the, like, what were some of the benefits of joining the military? Like what kind of things, how did that help you in your trading journey? 
Well, it was really cool. I, I mean, I'm one of the people that liked it, so I'm a little different right there because a lot of people didn't. I really liked it I, a lot. I didn't. You didn't. Well, there <laughs> you go. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not upset that I did it, though. I'm actually very grateful for the opportunities that that opened up for me, but I was not the type of person to do 20 years. Yeah. Um, I had my ups and downs, right? So I mm-hmm. would get in trouble nonstop. Uh, I just had this, like, <laughs> they had these things in in the military called article 15, which Uh is um, military punishment. And so I had a couple of those. um, And, you know, I had a a guy telling me he's like made it his mission in life to, to make sure I got kicked out. You know, they'd always send me on field maneuvers just to punish me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I, sometimes (laughs) I would be out and like, you don't realize it, how, how intense the punishments are, but they would be, and for people that are listening, like, oh man, I don't want to do this. I said, I liked it though. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But like they'd make, sometimes I'd go, you'd work all day, then you get off work. Then they'd put you on extra duty till midnight where you're cleaning the barracks and the toilets and all that stuff. Right. Just because I have kind of, um, just a tiny rebellious streak. And I'm like, you guys aren't going to brainwash me. Yeah, yeah, that uh, like black socks. I could never wear black socks. I didn't care how much trouble I got in. I actually went out and cut uh, the tops off of some black socks. So I could wear my white socks and put those over tops so no one would notice. <laughs> yeah, so so when when you look at that kind of thing, I didn't love it, um, but I did learn a lot, and I learned to serve people. So serving, and I also learned to love culture and travel, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was great. And saving my money too was a big thing. Cause I just saved all my money. You know, everybody else was living paycheck to paycheck, which didn't make any sense to me because everything's paid for all of our food, right. everything, electric, medical, it's all paid for. And uh, so I put like most of it in the market where everybody else was like buying new TVs and who knows what going out to eat every night. <laughs> <laughs> I was always the same way. I, I I did the same thing. I started dumping everything in, but I was right before the uh, the '09 crash, the '08 '09 crash when I was doing it. So I had some pretty terrible timing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that that '09 and '08 thing kind of set me into motion again a second time. So the crashes have been good for me actually, because uh, I how was. Do you- well, I was I got out of the army and did a couple businesses. They didn't last, and then I started into construction, and I was trading the whole time and investing. Mm-hmm. But uh, my construction job totally dried up in 2008. And right. um, there was no work. And so I was just looking for jobs everywhere. And I couldn't do it. And so that's when I got in, really put my focus on the market. And I also started publishing content online. So I was posting market content online and really focus on the market. And so that downturn really put my back up against the wall and forced me to get serious about the market. Let me ask you, do you get more engagement during the downturns or during the rips? Um, it, 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 during the downturns have been really, really strong. I can't answer that to say, cause I don't have like hard data, mm-hmm. but I know in the downturns has been really good for, for like my traffic on my website. People are always learning about trading. Like for example, in COVID, everybody yeah. stopped yeah. working. Everybody wanted to be a day trader at that point. It's like literally everyone and their brother wanted to day trade. So it, yeah, there was quite it, a few of us that, that we blew up. Yeah. I w- yeah. So, so we had a lot of activity and it was really good. People were hungry to learn at that point. Mm-hmm. And how, when did you start the podcast? 
I started uh, the podcast in 2018, and I started my, my website back in 2009, so almost 10 years before I went into podcasting. And mainly, they, I just was reading a lot of stuff that's saying that a podcast was a great add-on to a website. You know, you're putting the written content and podcasts are growing and you should try it out. So I didn't, just like everything else, I didn't really have a great plan or didn't really know what I was doing, but I thought, hey, why not give it a shot? See if everybody said it was a good idea. And so once I started to do it, I absolutely loved it because of all the cool people that I got to meet and the ability to get in front of experts Mm, that I couldn't normally talk to. Yes. That's been, I think, one of the biggest blessings of doing this show for us uh, has been just the the chance to get to meet people like you. Uh, we've met some amazing traders over the years that have helped us out. We've done mini series with them. Like it's just such a great opportunity, and then to get to share that with your communities, uh, it's been one of the most amazing things I think that I've ever done. Yeah, it's it's so cool because I get a ton of benefit out of it just from the knowledge that I pick up and then I'm able to share it. So it's good for the audience. It's good for me and just a lot of great opportunities. I've met some cool people. I got invited to uh, a a trading seminar on a private island in the Great British Virgin Islands. It was called the World's World's Greatest Trader Summit. And it was an all-inclusive paid for trip. And it was all, it was a podcast guest. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He just, he's like, Hey man, you'd be great for this. I'm going to give you a present. I'm inviting you to the Island. I'm like, wow, wow. Thanks dude. It was great. Did you meet any of the secret bankers that control the world while you're there? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't do that, but I, I learned, I learned why Richard Branson has a private Island, you know, Necker Island, you hear about it. Mm-hmm. The reason he does that is he invites high profile people to get to know him. Right. It's just kind of like a big marketing thing. And I think he might even charge people tons of money too, as well. Like, you know, pay a hundred thousand dollars and, and do this. Cause the, the the guy that invited me, that's kind of what he does. He's got this Island out there and he, you know, he just invites people and it's all relation. It's almost like a, a podcast, but it's on an Island. (laughs) Wow, man. That's uh, that's the level I want to get to. (laughs) Yeah. Let me know if you want to go halves. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so who's some of the, the favorite guests that you've had on? Who are the, some of the, the people that you've met that you really, that you've really hung on to that, that come, keep coming back? Uh, well, one of my good guests was uh, Jack Schwager, who wrote the, uh, the Market Wizards book. Oh, and wow. so that was pretty cool because, because he, like, he knows a lot about the markets, obviously, but he's also had access to some amazing traders. Yeah. And so that was a great interview. Really enjoyed getting to just learn as much as possible from him. Man, that's awesome. Uh, anybody else? Uh, you know, um, I've, I also had uh, Tom Sosnoff on the show, who's the founder of uh, Tasty Works, the brokerage. Okay, uh, yeah. He's yep. a really interesting guy, great options trader, uh, great business guy, uh, and uh, was a really good guest as well. How about you? You have oh, any great man. guests? I've had uh, quite a few over the years now. Um, I think one of my favorites is still Rich Friesen. Uh, he's a trading psychologist. I'll, I'll send you his details because I think you'd love to talk to him. He talks a lot about um, psychology. He's an old pit trader from San Francisco, I think. I think that's where it was. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, trading psychology is a great, great topic. 
it's one of those ones where it feels like you could never get to the end of it. <laughs> you know, like you yeah. keep diving down and trying to improve and then it just never ends. Absolutely. But that's kind of the whole journey of trading too, isn't it? Yeah. It's a it's a journey of discipline and self-discovery and proper mindset. You got to have the right mindset to be successful and you got to you got to build up some discipline. I was reading something this morning and it was really good. It was um 30 obstacles for failure. 30 things that cause you to fail. And uh I can't remember the entire list, but it was just really good. And so one of them was making sure you have discipline, making sure you have financial discipline, making sure you keep your health on order, your mindset, make sure you marry the right person, make sure you have the right, <laughs> right. business partner. You know, I mean, just a, just a ton of really good stuff to focus on. And that's, you should publish a list like that for the 30 things that cause traders to fail. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, trying to think if the 30 would be enough. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, actually, we kind of talked a little bit about your journey, but um, it was, sounded like it was pretty smooth. I'm guessing you probably had some setbacks along the way, though. Would, is there any like big learning lessons that uh, you kind of look back on and be like, that was a pivotal moment? I think the biggest thing, the biggest learning lesson is just don't give up. You know, that's part of mindset. Mm -hmm. If you have a mindset that you know that you're going to be able to make it if you just push through that. Yeah is just so important. Cause yeah, I've had tons of down periods where I've made just really dumb mistakes. That's one of the big things is you make a dumb mistake. You risk too much, you lose too much money. And mm -hmm. it's just, you, maybe you, you, one of them is like, I went on a really good hot streak. Yeah. And, uh, I, you, you go on a, you go on a hot streak, mm -hmm. you trade really well, and then you get overconfident and yep. then you start being like, okay, well, a couple more trades and I'm, I'm home free. I'm with, I'm with the big guys. And then you just go in and you risk too much and then you make a huge loss and then you don't want to lose it. So you don't close it. And so you work so hard, you don't want to give it all up and then you hang on to it and then it gets worse. And then the next thing you know, you literally lost all of your gains plus in one bad decision. And, uh, that's hard to handle because then, then after that, you're so messed up mentally that yeah. you literally can't win a trade. Yeah, I think we've all been there. What's the other one I always hear people talk about? That's such a great description. I think Flary, Flary calls it upstuck, like where you get close to hitting a target or you are married to the idea of like closing out a trade for a set amount of points. And then when it doesn't quite get to that, rather than doing the right thing and closing it out early, you just let it come back all the way against you. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to get the big winners. And so when I, when I don't get the big one, it, it can hurt. And, you know, that's where the perseverance comes in is mm -hmm. understand that life, no matter how good you are, is literally seasons and it's ups and downs. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how good you are. You're going to go through ups and downs. And so don't let the downs be so emotional and so difficult that you give up. Just keep pushing through. The season's going to change and it's going to rotate. You're going to have your upside and take advantage of the upside. One of my mentors used to tell me that it's either feast or famine, right? Mm. And that helped me so much because when I'm in the famine period, it's like, okay, well, next time I'm in this period, next time when I get out of here, I'm going to prepare for it a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So if you know that you're going to go through these ups and downs, next time you're in a really good period where you're just crushing everything, 
understand that it's not going to last forever. <laughs> You're going to have right. a dip, just like a mark, a bull in a bear market, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so prepare yourself mentally. Start putting a little bit of money aside. Start saving a little bit. Under, keep don't just because you're on a massive bull run doesn't mean that you jack your expenses up and pay for everything right and that's that's been my big thing is like oh i'm making all this money i'm gonna hire 10 people for my business and i'm gonna go buy a new house and i'm gonna go buy this and then guess what you're you're doing great but then the downturn right. hits and now all of a sudden you're selling everything because you can't afford anything anymore it's that too growing too fast when i grow and i'm loving it but i think it's gonna i think i'm going straight to the moon Right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, uh, preparing for the downturns is good, but I, I think you also made a great point about the overconfidence too, where you have to still be on guard when you're going through those feast times where you're not getting overconfident. You're not sizing up too quickly. Like you almost need a plan for both, right? Yeah. I, I And that was has been the hard part because I'm an optimist and mm -hmm. I'm always, I've got two problems. I'm an optimist and I'm a big goal guy. Right. Like if you give me a goal, I can't just go for something like a a single. I got to go yeah. for like 10 home runs. And so um, so for me, that's probably even more important than other people because I'm always going swinging for the fences. So do you do you incorporate those tendencies into your trading style or do you try to have systems in place to to combat that tendency? Well, I've built in I've built in some tendencies that's helped me. Right. So yeah. I like to do really big trades. And uh, so like, for example, I like to buy calls and I'm looking like for a big trend. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, the, you know, we get a big pullback. I think that this thing's going to turn around and go for a long time. So I'm looking for a big trade, like maybe 10x my money. Mm -hmm. And it can be hard to wait for those. So what I do now is I still... I'll put that position on going for the 10x, but then I'll add a couple other positions just to take some money when I have a little bit of money. So if it gets, if I get partway there, well, I'll just close one part, then I can trade it in and out while I'm waiting for the big one to hit. Right. Scale and then just let the runners do it for the, the home run. So you still get a piece of it, but uh, you're not going all or nothing. Yes. Yes. That's, um, I think that's something a lot of people actually struggle with was getting paid. Uh, do you have any tips for, for people? Or is there something you tell people that are struggling with that? Like how to how to incorporate that or how to plan for it, how to get better at it? Yeah, the biggest thing is don't keep your position size too big so you can take some money off the table, right? So mm -hmm. take your position smaller, but make like two or three of them, and then you can take one of one of them off the table. And uh, that way you're you're not over leveraged and you still have money to trade with. That makes sense. Let's see. You've also written a book. When did that come out? And what was the motivation for that? Well, so it's interesting. That's an interesting story because I have been wanting to write a book. And I actually had just sat down and I would sit in my um, at my table with my notebook, old school style. And I wrote, wrote it in a journal, just wrote out all the chapters. And I didn't really do anything with it. It was just sitting on my desk. Right. And I'm a podcast host. And so out of the blue, this is just like good favor and fortune. Uh, just blessing. A guy out of the blue from Wiley Publishing sent me an email and said, Hey, uh, I saw your podcast and really think you put out some great content. Would you guys be interested in a book? 
And uh, I was like, well, it just so happens I have a book sitting right here on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Like we look at those moments like that and think like, wow, that was lucky. But I've, I've been becoming of the belief that luck is all about situations. If you put yourself in enough situations, like you're stacking the odds to where you're going to get lucky eventually. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it sounds lucky, but you've been putting, you know, you busted your ass, uh, uh, starting your business, starting your website, doing the podcast, uh, writing out a book, like you had all that stuff ready to go. So it sounds lucky, but I would say it's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, if I would have wrote the book and the, the, uh, publisher never called me well Mm -hmm. then i'd still have it (laughs) right you know (laughs) right so yeah you definitely got to put yourself into position stack it you know Mm -hmm. stack your opportunities work hard i'm a big believer in working hard going after your goals i love writing down goals and going after them and it's interesting when i first started out many years ago i wrote a list of all the things that i wanted to accomplish and I don't know, the list was in the basement or whatever, and I just kind of forgot about it. But Mm -hmm. when I was cleaning out my basement, I found it. And that's one of the cool things about journals, too, is you find old stuff. Oh, I know. I found my old uh, journal from the military when I was on the submarine. Looking back on that, it's like, oh, man, I forgot all about that. Yeah. (laughs) uh, You always find some good memories in those. Yeah. So I looked at my journal and um, like all the goals that I wrote just happened to actually happen. That's got to feel good. Yeah. And it was, I kind of forgot about it, but it's, there's something about writing stuff down, giving yourself goals, going, going after it. And, uh, I just wanted to also comment that you said you were on a submarine, which I think is super cool. I'm a big fan of subs. My, my grandfather was on a submarine in world war two. And so I'm a huge, huge submarine fan. If you ever uh, make your way to Chicago, they've got a world war two sub that they, uh, have on display there at the, I think it's at the science museum. Uh, it, that thing is awesome. I bet on it a couple times. Well, I go to Chicago sometimes, so I, I did not know about this. I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, it, it's worth checking it out. It, it was fascinating for me because I was on a, let's see, what was it? The USS Alaska, one of the SSBNs, the missile subs. Okay. When I was walking around on that World War II German sub, it I could see the technology that we stole from that to, to incorporate in our own. It was fascinating to look well, at Well, those that. were diesel powered. Yeah, but like the valve trains, like the way, like just there's so much that you could see the similarities between our designs and the German design. It's like, ah, I could see where some of this stuff came from. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I, I was in San Diego for a business trip and I got done early and mm-hmm. I went and took a tour of the USS Midway, which is an aircraft carrier. Oh, we did that tour. It was just so fun. So fun. Yeah, I think our da- our daughters got really upset at that one. That was uh, when we started doing vacations. We had to main- institute a rule where everybody got to pick a day, and they can do whatever they wanted on their day, and no one else can complain. Otherwise, you lose your day. <laughs> so we were able to to drag them to that Midway uh, Museum too. But three hours they were they were. Well, done. whose day was that? Was that your day? That was my wife's day. <laughs> oh, she, your wife's she day. She loves the museums. Yeah, me too. I love <laughs> museums, and th- we have the same problem with my family. Like. I do the museums and they get mad. Everybody yeah, gets yeah. mad. I want to read it all. There's so much stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed all day on the midway. I was, I was, I could have too. My, when I take a business trip, I'm usually by myself. So that's the time for me to uh, do the fun stuff that I like to do. Right. Right. 
which is museums. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I could spend all day at a natural uh, science museum, any any of them. Uh, wow, that was quite the segue. Uh, what were we talking about before that? I think it was the book. I, I hope I hope I didn't get too off track there. I hope that's all okay. <laughs> oh, no, I love a good segue. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back. Fresh off a rebrand and ready to help is Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. No, we were, I think we were talking about the book and you're telling us how you got, like how it got started, but, um, yeah, just that you were saying that luck happens yes. when you put things in motion. And I, I totally agree with that. You know, uh, just keep, it goes with the principle of sowing seed. Everything mm -hmm. comes down to being a farmer, right? You sow the seed, right. you're going to reap the crop. That's not luck. It's mm -hmm. uh, something that we don't know how it works. It's scientific. It's uh, you know, it's how God created the earth. We plant the seed, we get the, the water, we get the soil, we get the sunshine, and something's going to come up. And that's that's how life works. Yep. Not everything you plant is going to grow, but the more things you plant, the more things will grow. You get a dud every once in a while. Yeah, I've had a few of those. <laughs> uh, I've had plenty of also uh, beautifully flowering tomato plants too. So I love a good oh. tomato. So, so what is the book about then? Uh, so it's called Complete Trading System. It talks about how I trade, how I look at the market, what my strategy is, uh, how to do money management. I talk a little bit about mindset, how to set up mindset. And I'll, I'll kind of segue into one of my things about mindset that I mm -hmm. mentioned in the book is a lot of people enter into the mindset and they have the, the mind of a gambler, right? They, yeah. they think that the market is a casino. And... I will often see, we have these lottery machines here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and so I'm, I go in and I, you know, I go to the ATM machine or get some snacks or whatever. And I just see people at line of that lottery machine and I've yeah. seen them, they're spending a hundred bucks, they're spending $200. And I'm thinking, please stop putting your money in this and go open an investment account. You know, put $200 a month in some stocks, do something. But people are trying to solve a financial problem without doing the work. But when you solve a financial problem, you have to solve a financial problem. And uh, hmm. the lottery is not going to help you and getting rich quick in trading is not going to help you. You've got to get the mindset that this is about statistics. It's about investing. It's about a long-term and it doesn't mean it's going to take forever, but it's not get rich quick. Right. And man, that's another great point too. I mean, I've talked to enough people that had that beginner's luck touch where they hit like a really big trade right out of the gate. And I think just about every single one of them wishes that hadn't happened or, <laughs> or 
that had like set back their development. They had to do a lot of work in order to to unlearn some of those bad habits that came from being rewarded for that big win. You can't hang on to it. It's I would almost say that it's impossible. Mm-hmm. If you if you put all your money, you know, the GameStop went crazy a couple of years ago and people made a lot of money. All those guys are probably broke now. Right. It's just not possible to because you don't have the container to hold it, which is mm-hmm. good habits, money management, understanding how money works. And uh, it's just, you have to have that built in. You have to be able to carry that. So if somebody was just starting out, like where would you point them to? Like what, what would you tell them to work on first before they started putting money in the markets? Well, the, the key is to, to build up your education, to learn, to get around other people, that know something, you know, get around smart people, uh, listen to your podcast. Oh, Just you. being around those kind of people is is absolutely critical, which is why I do the podcast, right? This mm-hmm. is why I do it because I'm, I'm very hungry for learning. I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm still hungry. I want to know like, oh, I have a guest that does these covered calls, but what do you do differently than everybody else? What's your special thing? Like I, I need to know what it is that keeps you going. How, how did you make money? What did you do different? Like, I'm just hungry for that. And I think that that's part of success. It's not just wanting to make money, but it's having a desire to learn something. It's fascinating too. I think the markets are one of the few places where you can see so many different styles and strategies and um, just the way that different people trade that works for them. Like it's one of those things where Really, I think the mental discipline is the key. If you don't have that, then you're not going to be successful no matter what you have. Yeah. But there's so many ways that you can make money as long as you do have that that mental discipline, that good risk management. The market, and there's no there's no one way that is like the, the perfect way either. Right, there's so many right. different ways and you want to keep working on your way and there is no perfect way. You just got to keep working on making your way a little better. That's one of the things I do talk about in the book too, is I call it shiny object syndrome. Oh, Traders yes. are always like, oh, I need a new strategy. Give me this strategy. If you, you know what, if you just give me this strategy, I'll be great. Mm-hmm. And that is a big, big deception, Yes, right? Because it's not the strategy. I could give you the best strategy in the world and you're not going to do crap with it because you're, <laughs> you're not going to work it. You're going to jump from strategy to strategy. I have a website. Uh, my website's called Trading Strategy Guides. It's filled up with free trading strategies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if you can't find a winning strategy on there, you're crazy. <laughs> There's hundreds of great strategies on that website, totally free in great detail. And yet people, you know, they don't get it. They just think that they're looking for the next big one that's actually going to work for them. I mean, I've gone through that phase. Uh, I know that there's, uh, I don't want to call them out by name, but uh, some of the guys on our Discord, I know I've seen them go through that same that same phase themselves. Um, it's almost like you have to, you're never going to trade somebody else's strategy because you don't know the nuances of it, right? Like you have to, to take the time to take that strategy and make it your own. You have to backtest it. You have to get screen time with it. You have to start to see like where it succeeds and where it breaks down. And you got to have all that stuff kind of figured out before you can start making money on somebody else's system. Like you almost have to take it and make it yours. Well, and, and your eyes are different. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you see is different than what I see. We can be looking at the same squiggly lines on the chart, but we see it totally different. Mm -hmm. And that's just 
there's no way for us to see things exactly the same. The beautiful thing is, though, we can still both make money even if we're both seeing it completely differently. That's what I love about the markets. <laughs> that is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, it's it's about statistics. And you try to find the best possible things that you can find and go with them. And so that's that's what I like. I like finding really good stocks that continually go up. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't always trade stocks, but find things that are always going up. You can find, you know, I was just looking at Pepsi yesterday and mm, Pepsi, Pepsi has just an, a tremendous track record of always going up, you know? And so just trade that. Why, right. <laughs> why trade anything else, you know? Find something that always goes up and trades it. That's not super complicated. I wrote a book, but you don't have to read a book for that. Right. <laughs> Uh, any other advice you have for for people just starting out? I try to, t- you know, everybody's different. So I, I'm going to give myself advice. You know, the indicator thing, like, or the not indicator, the strategy thing is advice for me, right? Because I'm the one that is yeah. really yeah. has a harder time with that. So when I share something like that, it's not like, oh, other people have that problem. This is my problem that I've learned and I'm sharing. Uh, but so again, for me, uh, temper my expectations. Mm. Uh, I love going for the big wins and I love the get rich quick stuff and I love opportunity. And so for me, I have to really say, okay, as long as I'm moving forward, as long as I'm taking a step, I know I'm going to be successful and it doesn't necessarily matter when I'm going to accomplish it. It's like, I don't want to say, oh, I'm going to be successful in two weeks or in 10 years. I don't care. I don't put a timeline on anymore. I just... I'm going to do it and I'm just going to keep moving forward no matter what. Yeah. As long as I'm still progressing in the right direction, that's, that's what's important to me. Uh, God, what was I going to say? Something along those lines. Oh, don't you hate that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You're 40 now, so it's going to be happening more often. You're telling me, oh man, (laughs) that's why, you know, you, you got to temper out the, um, the benefits with age, which is the disadvantages because there's a lot of disadvantages. Like I forget stuff and I never thought I would because I have such a good memory and that was always my strong point. That was always mine too. You know, I didn't, I didn't need a calendar because I could remember everything. Right. Um, and now here we go. I'm double booking stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's a huge advantage. That's why I said earlier, 45 is, is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. There's a huge advantage. You lose a lot of your edge, like your speed, your mental speed, your endurance, you know, you lose some of that in your memory, but what you gain in experience and wisdom and uh, the way to see life is it's priceless, mm. right? So, so those things are just, they're so good and it's worth the price of getting older in my opinion. <laughs> and plus it's so satisfying to see an old, like the old, uh, like the boxer who's been, hanging around since his mid forties and he's taken on the 22 year old and just watch him completely destroy that guy with using that uh, wisdom that he's, he's gained. He's not faster than the guy. He's not smarter than the guy, but he's got a lot more experience. I love watching that. Yeah. I play sports and I'm not in great shape. I play basketball. Um, but I'm still usually able to hang out, hang out with the old guy or young guys even now. Right. Uh, just because of experience. But another great thing too, and this is, I'm off course again, but I love being an older guy because I can teach young people and it's really fun 
finding a young person that's hungry. Mm -hmm. A lot of young people now are not hungry, which is, it's just like when I was young, I was kind of rare. Um, yeah, but yeah. I just found this kid the other day and I've got a good track record of training young people and helping them become successful. But I just found this kid the other day, uh, at Dollar General. Mm -hmm. He's 19. He's the manager of Dollar General. We started talking. <laughs> he's like, he wants to get involved in business. He wants to do, you know, he's reading these business books. And, you know, I just reached out to him like, hey, man, I want to help you. Yeah. Like, let's get together. Let's talk. Just a random kid that I just met. I'm like, let's get together. Let's talk. Let's have lunch. I want to see if I can help you on your journey. I love that too, because it's almost like you're getting a chance to to do it yourself over again through somebody else, you know? It, it, with a lot better, yeah. a lot more success because I can help him avoid the stupid stuff that I did. Right. Hey, don't uh, don't sell off everything and start a business right at a, right in the bubble. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially if you're just gonna act like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, let's see. We have anything else that we need to cover here today, or should we just kind of shoot the shit for a bit? Uh, well, you know, um, with trading. It's just important to have a good plan. I mean, we could talk about that a little bit. I think, uh, you know, reviewing your plan, you know, not always, it's not, for me, it's not always about screen time, mm -hmm. right? I'm trying to get less screen time uh, and I don't know how you trade, but I personally am not in front of the charts all the time. I like to spend more time thinking and planning than I do actual trading. Interesting. Can you walk me through how that works then? Or like, what do you do to... Like, how does that, how does that work in practice? Uh, well, again, this is, you know, a lot of this stuff that we talk about in trading is great for real life, mm -hmm. not just in the markets, but it's like what I talked about with, um, when I found that plan in the basement and right. it came to pass, uh, I just try to take the beginning of every day and sit down with my journal and, you know, kind of like think about my goals, think about the things that are important to me because, we only get one shot at life and we want to make the most of it. And so I just think about what I want to do and try to make sure I stay on track. And that's why I don't think that too much screen time is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And even when in front of the charts, there's such thing as too much screen time, but I'm noticing it with whatever you're doing. I read something last week that said that 90% of teenagers are addicted to their devices. I've been finding that in myself lately. Like, I think we ended up, uh, we took a trip to the store and I didn't have my phone on me. There's that moment of panic. And then I, as we're in the car, I was like, you know what? Just leave it. If I'm that tied to it, I can, I can go an hour without it. It's, um, it's good to try to step away from the device. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. Think about it. Like I'm a little bit older than you. So I, they didn't have these when I was growing up. No, oh. we didn't need them. You know, and they're handy and they're useful, but I think there's something about the way our brains are wired that uh, that we're addicted to. Them. Yeah, it's, you get so much dopamine from reading and learning new information that, and most of it's just a bunch of crap on there anyway. Uh, I try to stay away from the social media. Uh, yeah, I, I was trying to say it without saying it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yes. I think, I think, uh, you know, TikTok and that stuff is. I used. Um, I didn't use TikTok, but I use Facebook Reels, mm -hmm. right? And uh, just one time, and I couldn't believe it because I'm like, I'm just going to check this out and see what it's like. Yeah. Because I everybody I know was on it. My wife's on it all the time, 
And I got on there and the next thing I knew, like 45 minutes had passed and I had done nothing. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. I'm never <laughs> doing this again. Oh, it's crazy how they get you like that. Yeah. It's because they, I don't know the algorithm. They know what you like and they give it to you and you just keep swiping. I mean, I think I've seen people swipe just for days. Yeah. Uh, you remember when uh, Twitter went and tried to limit the number of posts you can view and I think people were losing their minds. 10,000 posts and you're running out? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, that's way too much time on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That should so, not be possible. So yeah, we got to take care of ourselves mentally. To be a good trader, you have to have a strong mind. And I think that too much screen time takes away from your mind. And, you know, as um, as someone who's had family members uh, pass away from Alzheimer's. Mm, oh, I'm sorry. Me too. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. Uh, but I read that um, TV, TV and internet, they said they did a study. That's what causes that. Well, or a big part of it. Really? I just read that. So I was like, and you know, you got to watch that. So I, I listened to your episode or you talked about, I think it was a lot about the mental game. I can't remember the name of it, but um, one of the things that you mentioned was like the difference between like a beater car and a high performance car. And if you're wanting to be a trader, like you're, you need to treat your mind like the high performance machine. I was wondering if you can kind of talk and expound a little bit more about that. Uh, well, that is based off of like processes, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think of a vehicle, I mean, I love this stuff, the vehicle, but it's also a human body. They're, they're both so amazing. Human body is more amazing than a vehicle. Oh my God, that is. Um, but you have all these components and they're working absolutely perfectly together. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you, if one of the components is broken, uh, it doesn't work so good. Right. Yeah. So you have to have all of these parts working in conjunction to create a high performance system. And so that's how we are as humans. And that's how traders are. So if you're a trader and your life is messed up, you're not going to be successful in trading because why? Because all of these pieces are working together to create something. Mm -hmm. And so if you're going to live like, you know, whatever, whatever types of bad habits that you have, those are going to carry over into your trading. Yep. You have to build good habits. And a lot of that is mental habits, but it's not just mental, but it's physical, mental. It's getting enough sleep, getting exercise, eating the right foods, getting the right mindset, spending time around the right people, <laughs> you know, eliminating the toxic people from your life, reading the right books. I mean, it's a huge big thing, but I have a daily process that I do where I try to, you know, I start by journaling, getting my mind right, writing down my plans, writing down positive thinking thoughts, uh, uh, avoiding the negative things, drinking water, you know, all those things. And, and look, I'm saying all this and you might think it's crazy, but I also fail a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to do this. I try to build my discipline up. I try to create myself to have a high performance life. But the truth is I work from home and I have nine children oh. and I'm married and I run a business and I trade and I have obligations. And so I mess up a lot. All yours? Nine? Um, I have. So my wife had two before we were married. Uh, and then after we got married, I adopted them. And then we had five together. And then we adopted two others. Oh my goodness. That must be pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I cannot you know imagine. What? It. I'll, I'll be totally honest. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my! You must have the patience of a saint. Uh, yeah. It takes. A, it's. It's a balance. You know, like I'm. I'm the definitely pretty patient pretty patient person so are any of the the kids uh that you've got like plans for like as soon as they hit a certain age you're gonna start teaching them the markets i try to teach all of them i try to teach all of them and see if they have interest in it so far they haven't really seen the the interest but um it's so important as far as so when they start i try to teach them budgeting and taking 10 percent and putting i think everybody should take 10 percent Always. So if you're listening yeah. to this, if you're not taking 10% start today, you know, take 10% and put it in. Put it in something. Yeah. Something that's going to make you money on autopilot. Yep. You know, trading's not necessarily autopilot, but it, it can be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody's, uh, well, what's the oldest you have? Uh, my oldest, they're uh, the twins and they're 24. And so my daughter, uh, who's 24, she's the oldest. She did really well with Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Like I told her to buy Bitcoin and she did. And she got in when it was like $3,000 and it went all the way up to 68,000. Oh, good for her. And, uh, yeah. So she did pretty well with it. She didn't, I don't, she didn't buy a full Bitcoin, but she was putting in like a hundred bucks in a week for a while. Oh, good for her. So yeah, she had some success there. I think that so would get her good. interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well you can't, uh, you can't force it. Right. No, no, I, you know, I can, I have kind of an intense personality. And so that's my big, the big drawback with my family is they're like, oh man, you're such a nerd. You're so boring. Can you turn it off for just a minute? Like, does it always have to talk about business? And do you always have to talk about this? And like, do you know how to have fun? And the answer is no. no. What do you <laughs> no, do for I don't. fun? <laughs> what do you do for fun? Uh, you know, my, my biggest hobby is probably hiking. Like I love to go to the woods and hike. So that's, that's the hobby that I have. And I don't do it a lot, but that's, that's my favorite thing. You know, I used to really enjoy that too. I haven't done that in a long time. Where are you located at? I'm in central Illinois nowadays. I was, okay. uh, I grew up in Tucson. I was born in Houston. Uh, I spent a lot of years in like Phoenix, Casa Grande, that area. So when I got married 18 years ago, my wife and I took our honeymoon to Phoenix, Arizona, and we did some great hiking trails. Did you uh, do winter or summer? Um, September. Oh, that's the perfect time. Yeah. yeah. So we we went to Sedona. Oh, and we Sedona's hiked in beautiful. Sedona, and we went to uh, we went to the Grand Canyon and did some hiking there. My wife got attacked by a cactus in Sedona. Uh, what kind At of least cactus? That's how she describes it. <laughs> Is it one of the the fuzzy ones that look like a teddy bear almost? I have no idea, but I know that the 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 needle that went into her leg was like two or three inches long, and it's still there to this day. It sounds kind of like a choya, maybe a prickly pear. Yeah, yeah. She, I told her, I said, "Hey, honey, I'll cut this out for you," and she's like, "No." <laughs> uh, if you ever go back to Arizona, you want to have a comb with you at all times. There's the, I don't know if you saw the ones that look like little balls, but just spikes everywhere and they're real, they come, they fall off really easily. So the comb is the only way to get those things out without getting them stuck all over the place. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> if you ever go back. Uh, another place you might want to check out, the, and I think it was better than the Grand Canyon, was uh, Bryce Canyon in Utah. You know, my um, family has been there many times and they're always telling me how great it is. That place was awesome. I went there with my grandparents when I was 15 or 16. I'd love to go back there again. 
that was uh we went to Sedona first and then Bryce Canyon after that. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely love that. And I do have a on one of my bucket list goals is to hike across the Grand Canyon. Oh man. Um shoot. I'll have to figure out which room you need to go. Uh my wife's uh, I think it's her uncle used to hike the trails all the time, but he like left these caches all over the place. <laughs> so there's probably a bunch of them still out there. Like he'd go out and bury water and food and supplies for when he was out wandering around. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're for you're doing a really long trip, you need to have a, a refill. I yeah. just did one that was um was like seventy three miles and I had my wife. I had enough stuff, but I had her meet me and drop me some snacks halfway. She didn't want to walk the the full seventy some miles with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's not for everyone. No, no, it's not. That might be a little much for me too. <laughs> All right, Casey. Uh, I think we're coming up on the end of our time here. Do you have anything else that uh, you'd like to say to the listeners before we uh, wrap this thing up? Put a bow on it. Uh, just that um, the markets are a real gift. I absolutely love the markets. It's such a great opportunity. I think everybody should learn about the markets, invest in the markets, trade the markets. It's uh, great for learning about yourself. It's great for about making extra revenue. And uh, it's definitely something that can be a benefit to your life if you work at it. I, I love what you just said there, the the benefit to your life. And oh, crap, I just... Uh, you're making me feel older than I should be feeling. <laughs> That's, that's twice I mean, in this that's conversation. The, that's, that's the happened. opposite effect I wanted to have. I wanted to make you feel young. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe next time, huh? Uh, I do want to say, though, uh, make sure you check out Casey Stubbs' uh, uh, podcast, the How to Trade It. You can also check out the book, The Complete Trading System, and the website, tradingstrategyguides.com. I'll make sure I have all those links in the episode description so you guys can check all that stuff out. But we'll be back soon with another informative episode. But until then, share this episode with your friends like it's the transcript of SBF's testimony and have a good day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only, does not constitute financial or investment advice, and should not be construed as such. The hosts, guests, and contributors of this podcast are not licensed financial advisors, brokers, or professionals. Any trading or investment decisions made based on the content of this podcast are solely at the listener's discretion and risk. Trading and investing in financial markets carry inherent risks and past performance is not indicative of future results. Listeners should conduct their own research and seek advice from qualified financial professionals before making any financial decisions. The views, opinions, and information shared in this podcast are those of the individual contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the podcast creators or associated organizations.